The NFL Draft is a month away, James, and that means it's time for our first Mock Draft Monday. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube. Hit the bell if you're there, or follow anywhere you get your podcast, so you get us delivered to your playlist, your notifications, whatever it is, whenever we upload our content every day, and we will have you covered throughout the offseason with whatever is going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. You can join that first listen club. And James, today we're going to dive in to a mock draft simulator. The options for mock draft simulators this year, at least at this point in the year, to me, there's one good option to use for a simulator, and we'll use the other ones as they update their player availability algorithms and whatnot. But honestly, I don't see much value in going through a simulator that has Kalaja Kansi available in the second round to the Cincinnati Bengals, just because I think it's that it's that far-fetched. So let's use that PFF mock draft simulator today, James. We'll bring it up on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube, and we will see how many rounds we can get through here. And we'll talk through it for everyone that's listening on audio. And let's get started, James. As the first round runs here, how are you feeling about the first round right now? As we look at the options available for those watching on YouTube. And uh, I think, think it's about what the Bengals have done so far in free agency. It's BPA. BPA, BPA, BPA. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, they're definitely taking a tight end, or there's no way they could do this, or man, continue to beef up the trenches with Jonah Williams wanting out, or all of those things. I, I think that today it's best player available. If Michael Mayer's there, I would give him, I would make him the favorite. To, to be picked 28th overall, given the need at that position. But, and we're going to get to it, you mentioned Cansey. If Kalaja Cansey is available at 28, I think it's going to be hard for the Bengals to look at him and pass with the 28th pick. And oddly enough, that is an option with this first mock draft here at PFF with the, the simulator, because Kalaja Cansey is staring at us in the face as is Dalton Kincaid, as is Dewan Jones. Oh, my goodness. This is – so do you want to go with the tight end who will have a private workout before the draft? The Bengals will be able to have more information on him by then. I know that there's some concerns about him not testing in the back and all of those things, so hopefully he can answer those questions. Kalaja Kansi, we know what he did in, in Indianapolis at the Combine. To me – Makes a ton of sense. And Dewan Jones, everyone knows, if if you could get the, the Twin Towers together, that would look at, certainly intimidating as you enter uh, opponent stadiums with Orlando Brown Jr. on one side and Dewan Jones on the other. Um, that said, to me, this is a pretty obvious choice. And it's so funny you mentioned Cansey in round two, because if he's there in round one, I think the Bengals might dance up to the podium. And uh, and really enjoy throwing that uh, throwing that pick in and adding him to that defensive line room. So here's why Kansi might not be the pick, even in this scenario. The be- when's the last time the Bengals drafted a first-round defensive lineman, James? Uh, it was probably um, 
I'm trying to think. Ohio State, 94, first overall. Justin Smith. Oh, was, and Justin Smith. After that. Okay, uh, Justin Smith, go. I believe, was the last time the Bengals used a first-round pick on a defensive lineman. <laughs> so They've also never had the 28th pick during that time. Well, but they Much did like have the year. 31st pick. And they took a safety, which they had never done either. And they took a safety, which they hadn't done. For a long time. It's, it oh, was the yeah, same for, conversation last year when we talked it, about Exactly, that. exactly. The, the issues around Dalton Kincaid and Devon Jones, the other players here that really stand out for the Bengals in terms of positional need and value, um, and, and positional value in the case of Dewan Jones, have uh, athletic profile questions. Dalton Kincaid has the injury, of course, hasn't worked out. On tape, looks like a more than fine athlete, right? Is the, the big slot receiver style of tight end. Dewan Jones, you mentioned the size is great. The tape is good enough to me to feel comfortable picking him here at 28 from what I've seen. Has a lot of stylistic similarities to Orlando Brown, the Bengals' new left tackle, and it would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun to, to have those two guys at that size, with that strength, with that power at the at the bookends for the Bengals, but only performed his 40-yard dash for all of the athletic testing between Ohio State's Pro Day and the Combine. Don't know if there's a workout scheduled for him to just do the agilities, to do the jumps. Probably wouldn't do great at those anyway, right? When you're 380 pounds, it's hard to do those things. And you have to adjust those numbers for not only, you know, compared to the position, but you have to think about how much those guys weigh and how much weight they're moving, as you had to do with Penny Sewell, who's a good athlete, but was moving a lot of weight. And, and so his numbers compared to other tackles weren't necessarily great, but his numbers at his size were really good. Just to summarize some of the other options that you might be thinking about for the Bengals to this pick, if you're listening and, you, and you're not seeing the simulator on YouTube, Michael Mayer was picked 21st overall. Deontay Banks, the Maryland corner, was picked 24th. Anton Harrison and Darnell Wright going back-to-back for some other tackle options right before our pick. Bijan Robinson all the way up at 18, and Nolan Smith, who the Bengals met at the Combine, went 20th. So those are some of the other guys I think that are commonly talked about at this spot. Let's just play the hypothetical card here. By the way, Dalton Kincaid's a beast. I know he's a little older and all of those things. He's a pass-catching freak. I just... I don't know if the Bengals would be in on him unless the the medical questions get answered, mm-hmm. so to speak, which, are, you know, it's certainly possible. That said, if Darnell Wright and Anton Harrison, if either of those guys were there at 28 with these guys, would that change your pick here? Before we make our pick, would that change yours? Because if Darnell Wright is there or Anton Harrison, man, I mean – you don't have the questions with those guys, at least I don't, as many questions as you have with Jones, and it does fortify the offensive line. So either of those guys would be tempting if they were there for me. I think Darnell Wright versus Kalaja Kansi is is a very interesting discussion. Um, I haven't watched Anton Harrison yet, so I'm not I'm not sure, sure. there. Darnell Wright, I'm very comfortable with at 28. Kalaja Kansi, I'm very comfortable with at 28. Um, Dewan Jones, I'm not as comfortable, but I am comfortable with the 28. Haven't watched Kincaid yet either. He was hurt, uh, so a bit tougher to get, to, you know, few, fewer games to watch there. Um, Darnell Wright can't see. Boy, I, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision because and- the, the reason is if we don't take a tackle here, an offensive tackle, 
there's not going to be one that you're going to love, you know, unless you sure. really are sold on Blake, Blake Freeland, who I, I think Joe Goodberry has Bengals Twitter worked up about right now with his athleticism from BYU. Uh, you know, that could be your second round tackle, but and, and none Freeland, of these top tier guys are going to be there. And Freeland is a guy that you would take to groom for Jonah's spot in 2024. That's how I would view him if they picked him. Like, I would not expect him to come in right away and just be a dude. Now, maybe, maybe he impresses and is able to, but I just, I think that that would be a, a developmental prospect. That said, with this pick, and who knows what, what happens at pick 60, maybe we're in agreement, maybe we're not. I'm just going to, to give you mine. I would take Kalaja Kansi. I'd be smiling. Uh, I might do a little gritty on the way to the podium, and I, I would see if Kansi could gritty on his way to Cincinnati as he goes to meet the media. To me, this would be a home run pick, as would Harrison or Wright. Those guys are off the board. Deontay Banks off the board, fine. You take Elijah Kansi and you feel great about it. Yeah, Kansi is the pick here for me as well. I, I do want to also just mention Will McDonald. I think Will McDonald, who, whose name, he, he's available in the simulator for those of you not watching, is a name we haven't really discussed a whole lot, but is a name that I think Bears mentioning, bears some discussion uh, just as a high-end edge player. And, you know, if the Bengals were looking at pass rusher, I think that that would be in the conversation as well. So we'll pick Cansey here, and we'll come back here in just a minute to talk second round. The tournament is heating up. Yeah, final four teams, so many upsets, no one seeds. And that's why you got to get to FanDuel. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to get your no sweat first bet. And you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will cut down the net and win the national championship all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. We're back in the second round of our mock draft simulator here, James. And just to recap what's happened since we, as the Cincinnati Bengals, selected Kalijah Kansi at pick 28. Dalton Kincaid goes with the very 29. next pick. Wow. The Saints trading up, it appears. I like it. Dalton Kincaid there. I like it for them. Good job, Saints. Uh, some other guys that have been mentioned for the Bengals and at positions that I think the Bengals might consider. Cam Smith, Keely Ringo, 33-34, so early second rounders. Will McDonald, who we mentioned, goes 37. Darnell Washington, who we didn't mention because he's very low on the PFF big board, so he didn't come up in our scrolling, uh, goes pick 38. So if you're hoping to get Darnell Washington in the second round, not so fast, my friend. Dewan Jones, pick 41. Adetamia Adebore, 43. Isaiah Foskey, 44. Sam Laporta, this is early. Uh, for Sam Laporta, but within the realm of possibility, if you're looking for a second round tight Dang. end, goes 45. Jameer Gibbs, if you were hoping that he would freaking be freaking Patriots, no. At 60 goes at pick 46. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes at 48. What other names have been associated with the Bengals? I've seen Antonio Johnson mocked to the Bengals quite a bit. The Texas A&M safety in the second round goes 53rd. I, I don't think that the Bengals would pick a safety, but maybe if they really liked him. Uh, Julius Brents, Kansas State corner, goes 56. Cody Motch, Mao, 
not actually sure how his last name is pronounced. I think it's Mock, right? Mock. Both of my guesses were wrong. Goes 59, one pick ahead of our Bengals. It's Cody Glass Eater. Dang Bills. In Cody the second round. So, all right, let's see who's available here since all these guys are gone. Man, oh man. The, the tight ends, let's just go by position here. Tight end That's is the position you would want to look at in the second round. Tucker Craft is the top of the best available tight ends according to Pro Football Focus. Followed Can't by, do it in round two. Can you? Is, he in, is he in the running for you? He is. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker in, is all, also there. Zach Koontz is the third best tight end. The reason I could do it here, James, is because there's a big teardrop from me from Kraft to the next guy. Kraft is a guy that I would feel comfortable taking in the second round for sure. Uh, I just, just don't think he's BPA, and I haven't even seen everybody available yet. Break, sure. Blake Freeland's there. Oh, my goodness, Jake. I'm just kidding. Keep going. And I'm not as comfortable with Freeland uh, in the second round. I think that's – I wouldn't hate it. But anyway, the, for, for tackles, according to PFF, the top guys available here, Matthew Bergeron, Jalen Duncan, Blake, Blake Freeland, and Tyler Steen. I don't know if I'm really comfortable with any of those guys in the second round. Interior offensive line, I don't think is necessarily in play. Luke Whipler, who no. I think is the center only. He'd be the only one. And why would you from, take a center only? From Ohio really? State. For yeah, and the reason would be is because who do you have besides Ted Karras to play center? Sure, it's just second round. It's tough. It's tough because there's some other guys that I, I think are going to be interesting here. At corner, a lot of names here that I think – could be in consideration, and there's not necessarily consensus of these positions, but Garrett Williams, who PFF loves, Eli Ricks, the Alabama corner, Clark Phillips from Utah, Darius Rush from South Carolina are some names that stand out at the cornerback position. Any other positions you want to see, James? Yeah, running back. You kidding me? Of course, running back. Zach Charbonnet, Devin Achain. Yep. Kendra Miller, who we're too early for. Yeah, I mean, Charbonnet is very much – I think if they – there's a lot of things that could happen, but I think Charbonnet would be very much in play at pick 60 if he's there. Wide receiver. You know what You know what is so frustrating? And Nathaniel Dell's the top guy uh, on, on PFF. He's so much fun, and I don't know if Houston had their pro day yet, but at the Combine, it was so, so frustrating to, to see what he you know tested as. And, and you're mentioning age right now. And, and look, his size, if I got 20 pounds on you, man – that's scary because I would get broken in the NFL. So that there's that too. So there's a, a lot of questions about him, but he is he's a fun player. I just don't think he's in play at 60. Uh, I don't think any of these receivers are in play at 60, to be quite frank with you. Out of all of them, A.T. Perry is the most intriguing name to me here. Some of the other names on PFF that they have are or that they have ranked highly at this point mm-hmm. that are available. Michael Wilson from Stanford, R- Rasheed Rice from Southern Methodist University, SMU, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. A.T. Perry is the most, you know, outside receiver out of these options. I believe that. I don't know Michael if they're Wilson looking for that size. though. I think they would be looking for the slot guy. Honestly, they might be looking for a versatile piece that can go either way uh, with Jamar Chase going more to the slot with T Higgins future being, you know, they'll, they'll, ha- they'll have an idea of what's going on with the T Higgins negotiations. If they've started, we do not have an idea of what's going on there. One other spot I would like to look, James, would be at uh, edge defender. Nick Herbig Herbig and Derek Hall from Wisconsin and Auburn, respectively, are the names that stand out to me the most. PFF really likes Andre Carter from Army and Carl Brooks from Bowling Green as well. 
where are you leaning here, James? Because I don't, Ooh. I don't know if we're going to agree on this one. We're not. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, go back to corner. That's the only thing I'm, I have a hang up with right now. Click on Garrett Williams. I'm probably taking Charbonnet, but uh, let me just make sure here. Let me look at. Look, let me look at my guy Garrett. No pre-draft testing. I didn't realize that, and he's coming off the ACL. I didn't yeah. realize that. That's the yeah. issue with Garrett Williams for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, given this board, man, I like. I think there's going to be a bunch of guys I like in round three. I think that I would take, and I think the Bengals would take too. Charbonnet here. We'll see, but I think that's that's what they would do. This is a position where if it's me, I'm thinking between Tucker, Tucker Craft, because as I mentioned, I see, I see a big tier fall off between Craft, who I think can do a lot of things, and a couple of you know, athletic upside kind of guys with some profile questions, although Tucker Craft has some Click profile on Kraft questions so our, as well. Our, our YouTube viewers can at least see him a little bit. Yeah, 22 years old from South Dakota State. Uh, good size. We don't have um, don't have don't have a ton in here for him. Tested really well, from what I recall, mm-hmm. and was very productive. Had an injury for for South Dakota State, so he missed uh, missed some time between week one and week seven. For those of you looking at his his stats, he only had 348 receiving yards, but he did that in in just nine games. So he missed missed a handful of games this year in 2021. In 15 games, had 770 yards. Um, that that's what I like about Tucker Craft. Can line up in line, can do some things as a blocker as well. Schoonmaker as well can do that. Kuntz more of an outside guy and not a guy that I would consider. Neither of those guys, Schoonmaker nor Kuntz, do I consider right at this point. Nope. The other thing that I'm looking at is probably the Nick Herbig, Derek Hall class of mm-hmm. edge rusher, where you know, depending on what you think of these guys, maybe you're thinking this is 10 picks too early and we should be trading back. But positional value and productivity for both of those guys, Herbig in particular, um, really, really impressive PFF profile from a pass rush win rate perspective, true pass rush win rate perspective, uh, a little bit light for the Bengals at, yeah. at 240, but had that win rate, had that productivity that you like in college, in the Big Ten, and was at Wisconsin. So there's like a premium pick there thing for me, and I feel like I'm going to be able to find a running back in the third round or something. So who are you taking? I'm probably taking Kraft here, and I'm probably regretting it a little bit later because of positional value. Yeah, I get it. Uh, go back to the running backs one more time. The reason I'm comfortable running back is because yeah. I think I can get one of these guys, Kendra Miller, Ty J. Spears, even Roshan Johnson later on. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just mm, – and I want speed too. I don't love Charbonnet there because of the speed. Let, we can go with Kraft. That's fine because I'm I'm on favor of the double dip at tight end. So we can do that for now and, and see what's in round three because to me, round three could be a big dilemma here. I, I think there are a lot of guys that are like – if you were picking 67th to 82nd, you'd feel good about it. And so now who falls to to pick 92? That's That's the interesting part right now. And for everybody that's watching and screaming trade back, here are some teams that PFF believes are interested in trading up right now. Philadelphia picking just two picks later at 62. Houston picking uh, 
five picks later at 65. Atlanta, 15 picks back, and, and Seattle, 23 picks back. At I would consider so. trading back in this scenario. I this would. is one where you might feel good about trading back, trying to scoop up an extra fourth-round pick or so. Yeah. Um, but for the purpose of the simulator here, we'll pick Tucker Craft. We'll let the third round run, and we'll finish up there coming up next. All right, third round time, and we'll see – who falls to the Bengals? Because I think there are going to be some talented guys that fall. And just looking at, at who went off the board, Derek Hall went pretty quickly. Luke Whipler, we mentioned, uh, went pretty quickly. Charbonnet went to the Broncos. Come on, man. How many running backs do the Broncos need? That doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, A.T. Perry, your guy. Nathaniel my guy. Gone. Because I mentioned a guy. He's yes, my guy that's now. right. Okay. Hendon right. Hooker competing with, uh, wow, competing for that starting job, I guess. Blake Freeland is gone. Eli Rick's gone. That would have been an interesting one at 90. Uh, Darius Rush gone. DJ Turner. Andre Carter off the board. Your guy, Nate Herbig, or Nick Herbig, excuse me, gone. Um, all right. So let's see what's available. Tanner McKee, backup quarterback. I'm just kidding. All right. Running back, Tajay Spears, still there. And now it's getting pretty interesting that he's there. I, I, would, uh, I would be open to him. Let's see what's at tight end. See, see, see who we could have gotten. I bet well, you no other I'm... tight ends have been picked. Yeah, Luke Schoonmaker, Zach Koontz, Davis Allen, Josh Miley, the top guys, Will Mallory, uh, the, the and, fifth guy here. And so that's the tough part about taking tight end is could you wait another round and in round four get Josh Wiley at the end of round four? Like if he's there, I'd feel, I'd feel pretty good about that if, if you were able to get him in at the end of round four. So that's what's tough about running back and tight end, to be quite honest with you. But I, I do think that you got a player much – better I, I think Kraft is better than those guys like to, to me is Charbonnet better than you're Kendrick higher Miller? on Kraft than a lot of people though I'm a little bit higher I, I mean I'm higher on Kraft than Sam Laporta yeah, which uh, so, is that's unique not many people are saying that right now I I, I mean we're, we're, we're going to talk about this briefly I guess Sam Laporta to me can't really line up in line right now he, he just isn't there as a blocker at all and is going to get abused at the NFL because he's getting abused at Iowa, which is kind of weird for an Iowa tight end, right? You, you scout the helmet there. Their tight ends are going to be able to block. Uh, not the case for, for, for Sam Laporta. In terms of a route runner, I think he's raw. Uh, I, he's, you know, we watched him. Well, why, do you like, did. why do you like Kraft so much, though? Well, let me just finish on Laporta really quick. Uh, he, he's leaning into his routes. He's getting open a little bit, and he has a really bad quarterback, but the route running needs work. The inline work needs work. Uh, Kraft, I think, is a really good athlete, really good after the catch, has some good uh, ball skills, high point ability, being able to catch outside of his frame. Not that Laporta doesn't, but as a smaller guy, he's not the same guy catching outside of his frame. I don't have the same route running issues. With, with Kraft, I, I don't have that problem. I think he can find a place to be not getting manhandled as a blocker right away. I just I just think he's more NFL-ready and still has a ceiling, like still really good after the catch, still still a, a big receiving threat, still has that athleticism that Laporta has, has a little bit better size. So I, I just see more, more of a floor with Kraft and similar upside, if not the same upside for, for both guys. Gotcha. No, and that's... It's going to be interesting because given how they need a tight end, we've talked about the double dip, taking one early-ish 
first couple picks makes sense. And then doubling down and, and circling back to the position makes sense. So we'll see. But uh, as far as who's available now, pick 92, Tyler Steen, offensive tackle. Not much there, though. And, and this is the example of, all right, well, you have an address tackle. Uh, edge. Not loving I mean, these options. Mike Morris, you know, Carl Brooks. There's there's not much there. And uh, that's why you'd, you'd hope in that scenario, in this scenario, that Cancy can give you that interior pass rush from the jump. Garrett Williams still there. Interesting now, I would say. Yeah, and I, I don't know how the Bengals would feel about Garrett Williams. I don't know how the NFL really feels about Garrett Williams. This is a guy that PFF really likes the Syracuse corner, but as as you mentioned, James, and as they mentioned here on PFF, doesn't get to do any pre-draft testing, had the ACL injury. It's a really good corner class, but you know, Mike also writes, Mike Renner from PFF, who does all of these little blurbs for the mock draft simulator and for their draft guide. What Williams has is uncoachable. He's a top five corner in the class on mirroring ability alone. The rest is a work in progress. He also writes that Williams could use a little dog in him uh, in terms of areas to improve and mentality. So just, just some notes there on Garrett Williams. Trave- Travius Hodges Tomlinson, uh, from what I recall, is very slight. And this is what would cause him to fall in the draft 5'8", 178. Um, I, I'd be surprised if they were in on him. Yeah, that sounds like a slot corner in the NFL, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about a 5'8 guy holding up outside in the NFL, that's that's incredibly rare. Ja'Korian Bennett, the other Maryland corner, who's not Deontay Banks, had a really, really good athletic testing day at the NFL Combine is, is an interesting name. Caillou Blue Kelly, who I believe the Bengals may have met with. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure about that. I'd have to double check. Um, is another guy that, that could be in play here. Maybe he's a little bit early. I'm thinking running back here, James. What are you thinking? Well, I think Garrett Williams is really interesting and you know, certainly someone that I, I could take here. That said, we haven't addressed running back, so let's go to the backs again. Yeah. And to me, I think it's Tajay Spears for me. I think that's the the route that that I would go, and uh, and I'd feel pretty good about it. And, and the thing is, is there are a lot of people that will say, oh, we'll get him in round four. But at the end of round four, Spears is gonna, going to be gone. And so you take him here, you feel pretty, pretty good about it. Dwayne McBride's another guy uh, on the board, Tank Bigsby. Um, but no, I think Spears would be the one for me. What about you? I'm surprised you're not on the Deuce Vaughn train here. Loudly and proudly. I love Deuce Vaughn, and I don't think he's going to get picked in the first four rounds, at least. He'll get picked, but he's just going to drop because of his size. And so, all right, let's let's wait and see how the board shakes out if I'm if I'm the Bengals. They're probably out on him. I'm not. I love the idea of Deuce Vaughn just running behind Orlando Brown Jr., running underneath his legs for six. Right, you get some, you get some trick play possibilities there, uh, right? With yeah, with, right. with the five eight. Tajay Spears, what do you think? Is, is uh, that is that him for you, or are you going another way? At this point, we don't have athletic testing at all for Kendra Miller, which which gives me pause. We we don't have the TCU pro day yet, I don't think. And and if he doesn't test, that's a problem. In terms of like tape, I, I haven't watched running backs quite yet just just to tell you what what our draft team t- says about some of these guys um both joe goodberry and mike santagata have ty j spears graded a little bit higher 
than Kendra Miller from a film perspective. Um, so so Ty J Spears wins the film battle. Kendra Miller has better size, has 14 pounds on on Ty J Spears and significantly better productivity. Even though he wasn't necessarily getting a ton of carries, and if we look at his his profile, 224 carries in 2022, just like 137 or so in years before that, if I can do math. So not a lot of wear and tear on the Kendra Miller tires and TCU dealing with slightly better competition. Ty J Spears, though, somewhat similar, 231 mm-hmm. in 2022 and 129 the year before. I, I think that you could pick either of these guys here and be pretty happy. Uh, but Ty J Spears is a, is a heck of a fun player, and you have athletic testing there. So if you wanted to to pick Spears here instead of Miller, I think that's, that's fine if you're looking at running back. Yep, let's do it. And, and they're certainly more explosive than if they went with Charbonnet and then insert whoever if, if you went tight end in round three, like this reversal here. You, you get a guy in Spears who I think would uh, would be able to go and, and, and make an impact early. Do, do you regret not picking Zach Charbonnet given no. what's available here? No, I, I don't think so. And th- that's the tough thing is like, I, I think Charbonnet could come in day one and do a lot, but he's not that home run hitter. And I think Spears could potentially be that. And, you know, from a, a pass catching standpoint, which one could be better long-term, which one's more explosive. I, I want to get a little dynamite in that backfield. And I think Spears could bring that for sure. That that would give me pause about Charbonnet regardless. And, and if he... Like if Gibbs were there at 60, I would have stood on the table and jumped up and down and tried to do everything I could to, to, to make sure that that was the pick, right? If Because if there is that home run threat, that's worthy of it. He obviously went pick 46, was nowhere near pick 60, mm-hmm. which is probably what's going to happen in real life. And so I, I think that uh, Spears is a nice consolation prize. And, and suddenly you look, you've addressed two long-term and short-term needs, I would say, and then defensive line, the Bengals clearly, uh, you know, have spent a lot of money in that defensive line room. You got to get younger there and, and get some rookie blood in there. And so adding a guy like Cansey, I think this is a heck of a, a first three rounds for the Bengals if they're able to do that. Address tight end, right, and, and get a guy they think is plug and play, assuming they would assume feel that way about Tucker Craft. Get a guy in Spears who I think is going to make an impact right away. And then Cansey, like I said, is, is going to work his way in on a – a talented defensive line room, but I think he's super talented. So sign me up for this this three rounds. The big problem here, of course, is that there's no tackle. Who... This is the Jonah Williams plays right tackle in 2023 right. play. And also the Bengals decided Ezekiel Elliott because maybe you're not ready to trust Tajay Spears on passing downs early in his career. Would you trust Joe Mixon pass blocker? That's, that's why you signed Ezekiel Elliott. There in this go. scenario, that uh, that's our mock draft. That's our first mock draft Monday, James. That was a, a fun one. We, yeah, we got to pick Kalijah Cansey there in the first round, and you know, could it could have just as well been Darnell Wright, one pick away, or one. Anton Harrison, two picks away. Now, if we had picked Darnell Wright, I would have instantly call. I'd be calling everyone. All right, what, what can we get for Jonah? Right. Can you move up from pick 60 to pick 44 for Jonah? You know, like what, what can you do? How, how can it benefit you? Can and you add so, a third round pick to get 
could you add that? And then you imagine, uh, you know, maybe you, you're able to take the the flyer on a, a Garrett Williams or, or someone like that, and, and you feel much better about it. Because I was pretty tempted there to go that route. Because adding a corner, I just don't know how the Bengals will feel coming off of the ACL. They already have Cheeto doing that. But we'll see. Yeah. I certainly think they'll address, address corner too. And if you could add a pick, I'd be open to it. I, I'm sure that scenario will play out as we do these mock draft Mondays. For, for what it's worth, Garrett Williams, the fourth round ran, went 126. So uh, we, we'll have to see what the NFL thinks of Williams in particular. We, we've talked a lot about him. With Josh Wiley still there at the end of round four? I believe he is. Hmm. Actually, you could also get Zach Koontz here. So we're not going to do the fourth round and talk about everybody else that's available here. Let us know what you think. Let us know how mad you are that we didn't draft a, an offensive tackle, we didn't draft a Juan Jones or consider Darnell Washington in, in the first round, or how pleased you would be if you really like what we've done. And uh, we'll, we'll keep doing this from time to time here. It is getting to NFL draft season. We're going to have Bengals director of – help me with Pro the scouting. title here, James. Pro scouting. Steve Radisevich. Steve Radisevich on the show, on our next show, I believe. So yes. unless the Bengals make another move between now and then, that'll be the next you hear from us. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for watching the Lockdown Bengals podcast or listening. Who day and have a good one.